Hello and welcome to another edition of the Moving Iron Podcast. This podcast is proudly provided by Axon, helping dealers move more iron for almost 100 years. Find out more at axontire.com. Axon was started almost 100 years ago out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. It's that same passion that drives them today. With a vision for a better experience for both farmer and dealer, they set out to create a better way to move more iron. When you partner with Axon, you get immediate access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. Axon carries all major brands and sizes of tires, wheels, and tracks. From custom colors and sizes to fully customized wheels, you can have the solution for virtually any problem today's farmer is trying to solve. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast Markets with Tony Laporta. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. Also, if you're looking for a great place to help your salespeople sell more stuff and close big deals, check out Arrow at heyarrow.com. Tony uh, was so good last time that I, I had to have him back on because, Tony, this is a unique time right now. Um, we've had this great run-up in the markets, and then all of a sudden, Omicron shows up out of South Africa, and Friday, there's a huge sell-off. Tuesday, Monday, there's a big sell-off. Tuesday, there is a big sell-off. Wednesday, we saw some rebound. Thursday, we saw some rebound. And now here we are back Friday again, and things are just getting hammered again. I guess as a trader, you know, looking at these kind of things and, and kind of maneuvering yourself to these various situations, what's your take on this week's trade and, and how are you handling this situation? Well, I mean, for, for starters, I, I have not had a good week. Um, I was long some nap gas and absolutely got hammered on the whole trade. Um, but the way I the way I've looked at this whole trade, and and you can't you can't discount this South African variant Omicron or whatever it's called. But but the Fed came out early in the week exactly. and and said um, and and we and and they shocked the market to where they were possibly would increase tapering, and it, you know and all of a sudden now we're pricing in three rate hikes for next year and. And you know the the Fed Powell has taught us that you know in 2019 2019 when they were going to taper and reduce the balance sheet, the stock market went down and he freaked out and he did an about face and he's not doing an about face at the moment. So the markets are are testing him. Shall I say? You know how far down do we need to go before you decide that you're not going to? taper as quickly as you say you are and you're not going to raise rates and yeah. and that and that and that uh, i don't i don't know you know that he it's you know it it all depends i mean i listened to the podcast you did with sean uh yesterday or the day before and he's in that same camp where where we don't believe that they're going to taper as much as they say they are but you know but right now the markets are the markets are saying prove prove us wrong when you're looking at these situations like this, you know, you had three days really bad, two days pretty good, and now you got this one day here. What's that carryover look like typically in your experience going into the next week? 
Um, well, right now it's right now we've traded to new lows for the move in the Nasdaq and new lows for the move in the S and P's, the S and P index. Um, we have not traded to new lows for the move in the in the Dow futures. From and and these are interesting stats, really, because from from the high to the low, the high being in the S in the S and P's was forty seven forty, and today is the today is a new low at forty four ninety two. That's only five point two percent. Yeah, I mean that's you know back in the day a five to ten percent correction was nothing, but. You know, I, I always like to tell my clients the higher the higher the market goes, the thinner the air gets. And and all of a sudden, you know, like like in the Dow, the Dow's had a seven percent correction. But but it's really been what's that been two thousand five hundred points. Yeah. You know, and that's that's a little bit scary. But but then you look at the number, it's only seven percent. The Nasdaq's had a seven point two percent correction from high to low. Yep. In normal times, ten percent is is not a big deal, yep. but it's ha- it's happened so fast. I you know, I don't. I I, I honestly, I w- I wish I could. I wish I had a crystal ball. I don't. The most important thing, and this is what we kind of chatted about before we turned on the microphone, was these are the kind of times where a forty-two year veteran like myself who trades my own money, I don't need to be involved because. Because I don't want to, I don't want to, Mr. Market will take you out of the game if, if you're not careful. Yeah. You know, and I, and, and that's one of the things I learned is, you know, I want to be in the game, not out of the game. The right. longer I stay in the game, the better I do. Exactly. Okay. Nick. We'll hit on one more thing. When you looked at what OPEC, you know, plus, you know, when you talk about throwing Russia into the mix, but when they came out and say, you know what, we're going to, we're going to ramp up production by, Camera that said 40 million barrels a day or something like that. You look at the price of fuel right now, whether it's uh, gasoline, diesel, whatever it is that, that's out there. When you're looking at that, those markets right now, what's your thoughts on that news and how do you think that's going to affect it? it? You know, it, it all it all goes down to, I believe, this this Omicron or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, if 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 they if we don't do lockdown and I, and I don't believe we're going to do lockdown. You know we're we're going to keep on driving, and and I believe where's crude oil right now? Sixty five dollars a barrel. I don't. I you know, is it going to sixty? Possibly. I don't think it's going to fifty. I I I really don't. I think I think the upside. There's a lot more upside in it than downside. But we've also had a very nasty correction, and and markets need to. Uh, shall we say build a bottom? You know they need they right. need a little bit of churning and burning at these lower levels before they decide. Okay, you know things are going to be okay again. We could take it higher. Yeah. I'm I I don't know. I don't I don't see it. This 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 big move. But but I've also I've also been brainwashed. I mean, as you know, I was a pit trader. We loved bear markets. Yeah. <laughs> when when the when the market went down, we made our money ten times quicker than than we ever made it when it was going up. Yeah. And but since 2008, we've had historically low interest rates. We've had quantitative easing, and the market just keeps on going up. So after when you get a little nasty shake like we've had this week, I'm thinking I want to buy it. But I'm also thinking that I'll let the market tell me what to do because you know the the, the big the big boys right now they they take the month of December off, and you know and if this market wants to go down, there could be a lack of buyers out there. And and they'll let it go down. Yep. 
All right. So you've been doing this, like you said, for 42 years. How, how, how have you handled these situations like this over 42 years? Because they happen time. And you're talking to me about a, a situation with hogs back in the 1980s that you're, you know, and going from there. So how do you, how do you juggle this, these, these big swings like this? Well, and, and that's just it. And that was a, a, a story that I could tell, and it's a market lesson. And we're kind of seeing it now where, you know, back in 1980, um, the Hunt brothers were, were caught long silver. And for eight consecutive days, silver went limit down. It just opened limit down for eight consecutive days. While that was happening, there was a bullish hog report out. And, and, but the hogs went limit down for three consecutive days as well. And the chairman of the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, he was one more limit down day. And as you know, in the agriculturals, they could just open limit up and, and you can't get out. Mm-hmm. And he was one more limit down day away from you know, being an embarrassment to the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. It's in his book. And to make a long story short, he left, he left the Mercantile Exchange that day. He's a good old Catholic boy, went to the cathedral down the block, lit a few candles, said a few prayers, came around, and the hogs turned around and went living up. <laughs> you know, and then but then again in 2008, and if you have a think about this, in 2008, um gold. Gold had traded up to, in March, it had traded up to a high of 10.33. So uh, the lows back on Wall Street in 2008 came in November. You know, what do you think gold did from from March to November of that year? You would think it went up, right? Yeah. It went down to 681. Gold Gold fell 35%. Yeah. In other words, in other words, we have what I'm trying to say is we have a, a stock market at the moment that, you know, who knows if they really pull the carpet out, but it could take everything else with it. So you have to be you have to be really careful long of everything. Right. You know, so that's that's and that's and that's how I'm I, I'm long corn calls. I know what my risk is. Right. That's all I have. Because I have. I see your point because you, what you're doing there is so everything's kind of tied together and, and these, these big funds and those kind of things, when they start, you know, losing money in one place, they're going to liquidate another asset so they can cover their losses on another place. Is that kind of what Correct. you're getting Correct. And, and, and we see it and that's, you know, and, you know, and it just goes back to that because I love that hog story. Why would hogs go limit down for three days? When right. they're supposed to be going up, but they, but the Hunt brothers were liquidating, and and maybe some other people were caught long silver, and they started selling everything too, you know, and 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 the clearinghouse, they're they're the ones liable, and if you don't have margin money, they start selling everything you own, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And, I mean, the, you know, that, rem- that reminds me of 1987 when when the when if you were if you were short S and P calls. During the crash of '87, yeah. you would think you made a million dollars. You didn't. You you lost your backside because volatility went from seven percent to two hundred and fifty percent. Yeah. So it's it's you know these these are the kind of markets where someone like myself, I need to just back away a little bit, let everyone catch their breath. You know, let 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 everyone catch their breath. Let every all these egos and everyone and and let them go crazy and I'll just sit back and, and wait for things to calm down because you know what? The market's going to open up the same time tomorrow, next week, next year. 
Well, Tony, good stuff as usual. Folks want to reach out to you and get more information about about what you're doing. What's the best place to do that at? You know, the best thing to do, Casey, is to just send me an email at Tony at TonyLaporta.com. And, right. uh, and, and put your phone number in the email and maybe a little question or something, something you want to talk about, and, and, and I'll call. Um, I, I, have, I've, I've always do that for my clients. I'll call. We'll talk about you know, whatever we need to talk about. And if, and if my service can be a benefit, fantastic. You know, if not, that's okay. You know, right. I, I, I love sharing my wisdom. I really do. And, and right now, the best wisdom I can share is don't go, don't go catching pianos dropped off the top of the Empire State Building. <laughs> <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> good advice. All right, Tony. Well, thanks for being right, on the friend. podcast, man. All right. Be good. Good. Um, Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Make sure you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's where you find the latest editions of the Moving Iron Podcast. Also, go to movingironllc.com for everything Moving Iron related. So with that, I am Casey Seymour with Tony Laporta. Let's go move some iron, folks. Out. You want to have a meaningful, competitive advantage to help sell more equipment. Whether you represent the sales, parts, or management department of an implement dealership, there's a surprising amount of complexity when it comes to tire, wheel, and track technology. Let Axon worry about that so you can get back to supporting your customers. Axon has leveraged years of experience to create a streamlined process that gives you a proven path to help today's grower and sell more equipment. The roots of their organization go back almost 100 years to the invention of the rubber tractor tire. Supporting agriculture is the number one driver of Axon from product development through sales and service. To find more or become an Axon dealer, head over to axontire.com. In the 21st century Hard-working people Working hard for you and me Moving higher Time and time again Through the years you'll find us here Moving higher